When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're listening to the best of the Tom Bernard Show.com brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Who, me? <laughs> I'd like to know if I was married to a whore piece of shit. (laughs) You could just look at her license. My special stripe. That was amazing. Oh my gosh. Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions, pickles. It's not how you use them, sir. (laughs) It's really sickening that anybody would be into radio this much. It is ungoddamn believable. I think I'm going to hell. I just realized it. Thank you, Tom. You're just delicious. <laughs> We're here today with Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Michael, what's going on? You know, we keep getting phone calls, and it's interesting because people try to handle a lot of stuff on their own, or they try to talk to the adjusters, or they wait, um, and they think maybe it'll cost them money if they talk to me. And, you know, we tell them it's free to talk to us. Um, I go through what their rights are, and you know we try to help them as best we can. We don't sign everyone up. Sometimes I just give them advice, and they go from there, and then call us back later. But the key is, is that they don't know all their rights, or they're not told all the rights by the adjuster. And that's one of the things we try to make sure that they get, you know, they get that understanding, uh, so they can help themselves and their families as best they can. And the number is is eight hundred seven seven zero seven zero zero eight. Or at the website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Brad, Sean, Bryant, Michael Bryant, thank you. Seeking justice for the injured, Brad, Sean, Bryant. everybody to another episode of the best of the tom bernard podcast brought to you as always by bradshaw and bryant kicking off the show this week we had comedian jeff Fozer in studio next on the best of anybody ever it's challenging to a fight when you're a kid and you just went, dream on, dream on. <laughs> just say it over and over again. That'll be good. Yeah, that'll, question you guys. that'll work. Hey, babe. Yeah, when I was a kid, work. I was told that if someone tries to fight you, you just act like you're psychotic <laughs> and they'll leave you alone. That's a good yeah. move. I do that on a daily basis anyway. Well, you so, go. you know, it yeah. all works well, out. And you're not even trying. And I'm not even trying to act psychotic. It just comes out of me. That's so how I get bonus. Yeah, I get out of a lot yes. of, uh, hey, do you have some change or a cigarette by oh, kind of yeah. walking a little extra crazy down the street. <laughs> by drooling. Oh. If you oh, talk to yourself Mark. walking through downtowns, you're, you're doing okay. Mm. People leave you alone. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah. You'll be fine then. Michael, did you hear the story about <clears throat> the uh, the woman that, that uh, was pan and the fake panhandler? Oh, yeah. That, that, yeah, I, for money? yeah. Who won their credit card? Oh, really? Yeah, she, she won the credit card. Swiper machine with her? Yeah, she must have because she wanted the credit card so she could run her meal on it. Wow. But honest to God, Joe, my favorite is she goes up to another table, and there was about a 35-year-old woman from Philadelphia at the table. And as the woman, the the, panhand, the fake panhandler, moved toward the, the woman from Philly, she goes, no, get the hell out of here. Did you hear me? I said, no. God, that's so Philadelphia, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just the greatest ever. Yeah, that's my favorite part that about stuff. the East Coast. Everybody knows how to set a good boundary mm-hmm. immediately. Exactly. That's yeah, wonderful. Just leave me alone. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. 
I have a question for you guys about something, and I'm not trying to stir the pot here. I just don't understand what this is all about. President Trump stood nearby as Kelly D. Holston uh, took a knee Monday at the college football playoff national championship. It wasn't the first time Holstein. Is it Holston or Holstein? That's the teacher of the year from Minnesota. Yeah, Teacher of the Year, right, exactly. Minnesota's 2018-19 Teacher of the Year had tried to send a message to Trump, having been one of two educators who skipped out on a White House visit last spring. As Teachers of the Year were honored at Monday's game, Holston kneeled during the National Anthem as a way to stand up for marginalized and oppressed people. But just because the president's there, why did you have to do it at the national championship? It just takes away from it, doesn't it? She's gotten a lot of stories about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She wants attention. She's doing the right thing, and that's what most people want. My position on the whole kneeling thing is that's why we fight. That's why we have a constitution, so people can do stuff like that. And I personally don't do it, but they have a right to do that. I don't either. I'm not saying she didn't have a right. Just because I went down curling for the first time a couple of weeks ago and uh i'm sore i'm sore well there you go <laughs> I was, yeah. I was take a knee sh- man i was at a show where coleman uh coleman's kid the football player's Craig kid coleman, yeah, yeah, Craig yeah. Coleman comes out and he starts playing the national anthem and he and he kneels yeah and he's looking out at the crowd and he's like fuck you guys you guys didn't kneel either <laughs> ah, <nice. laughs> he's so great because like everybody's looking like well what do we do it's yeah. like well, do we stand up do we do you know it's right. like you guys didn't right. stand up <laughs> you didn't stand i'm kneeling That's- I'm That's just glad he didn't funny. wear the MAGA hat to the to the national championship the way he did to the to the Army yeah. Navy game because that was like come on really you don't need to wear the hat you can't no. campaign oh, there whatever so, no, why do we even care shorts. about this trivial stuff yeah <laughs> so I yeah. just really seriously why don't why do we even bother uh, mm-hmm. to look I understand in her situation she's uh um she well she described herself and I want to find the description of her. Hmm. Uh, the way she talks about herself, Holston, who left her teaching job at Chocobee's Tocada Learning Center to become director of educational equity at Outfront Minnesota State's largest LGBT rights organization, learned in advance that Trump would be on the field. It felt like the right thing to do to have a very respectful protest. See, but that's the problem. It's not very respectful to take a knee during the national anthem. Well, Couldn't you have taken the knee at another time? It doesn't mean much if you take it at home. Yeah. Why not? Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I'm kneeling right now. I want you to know. Remember owling? We can bring that back. Similar. So, yeah. Bring yeah, what back? Look, owling? Owling. Remember? No one remembers no. owling. <laughs> I have no idea well, what that is. you remember planking. Yes. yes. Of course, because that's what everyone was doing. Right. Well, well it's after, good for your core. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> after a whole bunch of people started making planking illegal, like workplaces and everything, uh-huh. the next trend for like a week was owling, where you would... It's like squat on things like oh. an owl, like perch like an owl. <laughs> what a bad name. It should have been gargoyling. There Wouldn't that have go. been fun? Uh, yeah. Gar- Ooh, there you go. <laughs> Tom comes home and Andy's owling on the counter. I'm going to bring it back. <laughs> so wait a minute. What is owling? It's just perching on things and taking a picture of yourself. Silly. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, well, plank, what? it's the same thing as planking. You plank on things. You take a picture of yourself. There's no. There's nothing to oh, it. Oh, you plank. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know. I just planking. I used to do that for exercise. Right. Oh no, that's <laughs> that doing planks, not planking. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's I don't... dumb early. Well, not early internet by any means, but you know, early social media trends back when taking pictures of yourself doing mundane things was considered cool because look it's on the internet now mm-hmm. yeah i suppose that's true i'm gonna start that hanging upside down on things <laughs> hey, batting. Oh, yeah i'm batting i'm batting i'm batting yeah oh, batting yeah i think that's a great idea i think we should start what that. are you doing I'm batting. I'm batting. I'm batting. That's what I'm, doing. I'm batting right now. Whether you like it or not, I'm going to bat up a storm. So kiss my sister's black cat's ass if you don't like it. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Look, to close, I'm not trying to disparage Kelly Holstein in any way. Yeah. I'm just I'm just trying to understand that why it was. I mean, it's the national championship game. Could we just let him play football? I guess. I don't, I don't know. That's all I'm saying. Kelly wanted Whatever. attention, and she got it, and she continues to get yeah, it. Yeah, there's lots of stories so. about it. Yeah, if she knew we were talking about her. Mm-hmm. Yep. Accomplished. Yeah, Mission true. accomplished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is very true. But she, the, the story that's on Newser is not as complete as the one. I think that the story in Star Tribune covers it better because she, mm-hmm. she talks about identifying. Uh, well, I mean, uh, what story 
Some one of Earth's seven billion people <laughs> kneeled for thirty seconds. Yeah. Like, why well, is there this is national that. news? Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of people get worked better. A lot of people get worked up about it. You yeah. know, they get all worked up. And, I find it's better yeah. to just not pay any attention to people who want attention. Yeah, it's like a reverse I think you're cat. Right. <laughs> a reverse cat. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, oh, by the way. Uh, Right now it's 11.35. I would keep an eye out because I don't know if it's going to get here before, but I saw the snowstorm that's coming on the radar. Oh, boy. Has it started yet? They're saying one now. So that's one o'clock. Yeah, yeah. It's, not. it's a big storm. Well, they were saying twelves, and one yeah. is better than twelve for me. So mm-hmm. it's going to be beautiful, though. Yeah. I'm a silver lining guy. You just don't leave the house. Nope. You're all good. Yep. yep. And when it snows out, yeah, I'm reminded that we're no longer in the middle of my wife bringing a bunch of crap home that we don't need from garage sale season. So that's true. That's a bad season for me. That's true. Oh, is that only summer? It's only it's summer. Sale yeah, oh, yeah. No, summer. no sane true, yeah. person would have a garage <laughs> yeah. sale yeah. right now. Yeah. I throw junk away all <laughs> the time. She's just bringing more stuff home. It doesn't work for me well. I suppose. What kind of yeah, stuff does she bring home? True. Oh, just trinkets that are always full of dust. I mean, just, you know, why, why, why do we need another container or a basket? Why, a basket. What, what's, oh, yeah. You know, you know why we, she brings home more baskets? To put inside of the other empty baskets stacked up in the corner. It doesn't make sense to me. I need a basket holder for my basket. Yeah. My, there you go. The worst part, and we're getting close to the uh, polar plunge season. That's the worst part about Minnesota winters. Have you ever done it? I have no. done it. That's crazy, man. I have done no, it. Thank you. No, it really yeah, wasn't no, that you. bad. It really Tommy, wasn't. you ever jump in the freezing cold water or he are you actually, a sane person? He gave me money yep. to do it. Well, of course he did. <laughs> yeah. he's, he knows you're crazy enough to do it. <laughs> well, there is that. I, they did a video of it. Yeah. And this woman that was jumping jumping in our group just when when she hit the water, she freaked out. Of course, and you, you see oh, me just yeah. stop in the water and just push my glass up and back off. So <laughs> crazy woman can get out of there. Oh my goodness. She was just she was it. She was not getting out of that water. It really wasn't that bad. Yeah. Well, um, you wait. Was it in February? I think it was. Yeah, it was in February. Yeah. Right. So here here's a missed opportunity though. How many years have we been doing it? Decades, probably. As far as I probably. Well, I've been doing it since the Vikings. We, we've never had a FedEx or a UPS type of company sponsor the event. Okay. Well, and, true, and they could have true. signs everywhere saying, "We'll help you shrink your shipping costs, no matter what size your package." <laughs> I like it. Isn't that great? I like it. Yeah. I like we'll that. shrink your package. I like that. <laughs> I like Honestly, that I a see lot. It yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know why I'm not in charge of more things. Yes. Yeah, you should be you, a, you should be in charge of most they things. They have a great setup. They got this little warming room that yeah. you start off in and they go jump in and they get out and go back to the warming oh, it's room. One of those good. Sauna yeah. cold sauna kind of things. Kinda. Of, yeah. And the and the goal is you you uh you just put as many things on after. You when you jump, you take as much as you can off and yeah. then you jump and then you get back in the warm. It's not that bad. Yeah. And so, you raise money for charity. So I did raise money for charity. Yeah, that's yep. good. Yep. So all right. Well, we'll look forward to you doing it again this I year. Don't Tommy, how do much it you put I've done up? it once. I've, I, I, it's done. Okay. <laughs> it's done. Although I can tell you, riding a bike ride in, with a hangover is a lot harder to do. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah, I could see that. Well, I, I think you beat that. me by like an hour and a half in that <laughs> in that bike ride. Yes, I did. As a matter of fact, I'm like, where the hell is Michael? Hey. Oh, he'll be here in about an hour and a half. I'm like, what? I went to Nashville for three days before we did this bike oh, thing. God. It was not pretty. Oh, right. Is that hangover <laughs> bike riding because so. you lost your license? Or no, it was okay. it was riding in this thing for uh, oh for um, for diabetes. Oh, um, right. And we've done it three years right. three years in a row. It's a great thing. And normally yep. I'm with him, and you know he and I are in front and the whole thing and stuff. Yeah. But I was not doing it. This time. <laughs> <laughs> he was not toured to curing. Okay. We know he was not toured to curing. I remember just Alex fact. flying by me going, Wee! And that was the last time I saw her. <laughs> <laughs> Wee! That was the that was the uh, event to where the woman got mad at me because of the the uh, Chick fil A cow. Oh, yeah, that's that? That? right. That's right. The what? God, I. You know, the, the, the cow, you know, eat more chicken. The cow's always on the Chick fil A billboards. Mm, yep. Yeah. 
Well, they had a they had a cow, you know, in a costume, a cow costume going around because Chick Fil A is one of the yep. co-sponsors of the event. I took was a picture the cow with the cow in a costume, yeah. or was it a man in a costume? It was a man in a cow costume. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a not man a cow in a, a, a woman. Could have been a. So it was a man in a cow a costume. A mascot so. turducken. It was a chicken and a man in a cow costume. A cow wearing a like cow it. costume. Mm. Yes, that's exactly what it was. So they walking by, and as a joke, I said, I think I used to date her. And somebody said, well, how was it? And I said, ah, I don't know. She was kind of a cow. And a woman goes, oh, that's nice. Right. I said, what? She goes, that's real nice to say about a woman. I said, it's a puppet cow. <laughs> she was literally a cow. Yeah. You yeah. See. Literally a cow. Get it? See, I, she's a kind of a cow. Get it? Because she's not a real cow. She's kind of a cow. Yeah. You get the joke now, you dumbass? Like, who's the, who's the pig for the saints? Is that Madonna? That pig oh, that that's right, the pig. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they they have it, every year they have a new name. Every year yeah. they oh, they do. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, they do. The, they do. The first year we did this bike ride thing? A uh, guy shows up and he's like, "Oh my God, it's Tom Bernard!" And, and we're sitting there, me and Duggar's in there, and the guy looks at Tom and tells Tom, "If you have a heart attack, I will give you mouth to mouth." Oh, <laughs> it's like <laughs> what? The? Yeah, it's like what? <laughs> I can guarantee you, you're dying if I'm involved. <laughs> Nice. Well, Tom didn't make it. Yeah. That's too bad. Sorry about that, buddy. That's really too bad. Yeah, I, I just I didn't understand. I was like, well, first of all, I'm pretty sure I can ride a bike without dying. Right. I'm almost positive yeah. I can get that done. He was a big fan. But, big fan. Uh, wow. Yeah. So it's so fun sweet. to all the people that want to take pictures with him. It's like sure. it's it is cool to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Such a big nah, fan. He was like, uh, even if it looks like you're maybe about to have a heart attack, I will give you both. Yes, <laughs> I'll give you a kiss. <laughs> Just come on over here and let's 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 do a dry run, shall we? No, let's not do a dry run. How about that action right yep. there? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's very nice to, to have fans, and all. Yep. I mean, it's a wonderful thing. And, and he meant well. He did. That's all I'm saying is he, he meant he, well. He, he's Actually, a loyal KQ listener. I have kind yep. of a similar story in that vein. Okay. So, <laughs> well, it's just about you know fans. Uh, yesterday, well, a week ago or so. Uh, remember the guys from Midwest Rubs we had on? This was like three years oh, yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I ordered some more because I like them. And when the order got here, I had a little note in there that said, say hi to your mom and dad for me. Oh, nice. Which I thought was nice. And they didn't... Well, very nice. Yeah, they, they knew it was me because of my name on the thing. So mm-hmm. I guess they uh, they remember us. Cool. So what were you getting? Uh, I got five different rubs because we are on Weight Watchers, which means lots and lots of chicken and pork. And oh, you know, that's true. The best yeah. zero that's calorie true. thing you can do to chicken and pork would be a rub. Oh, not zero. seasoning, yeah, not a yeah. massage. No, not a massage. No. no. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could see Andy getting a massage. Nobody more uncomfortable in the world than Andy getting a massage. Yeah. And five different rubs. No. Wow. Yeah. Especially when the masseuse gives him a note saying, say hi to your dad for me. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like what? My last. Wait a you know, and I, last time I was with your dad, I... yeah, that's right. Best of the Tom Bernard podcast. Boy, the way Glenn Miller played songs that made the hit parade. Guys like me, we had it made. Those were the days. That was Jeff Fozer on the best of. Coming up next, we had comedian Ryan Singer on the program talking about magic. Next! Girls for girls and men were men. Mr. We could use a man like Hyper Cooper We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Is Ryan ready to go? Yep. Ryan Singer, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, of course, we're going to do several different things. Uh, podcast, me and Paranormal, you, and this is where the magic happens. Magic with a K, with a CK, actually. Right, Ryan? That's right, that's right. <laughs> and so why do we go with the ICK? Uh, uh, because we're talking about, like, you know, the uh, the oldest form of magic, I guess, when uh, people want to oh. talk about uh, the difference. It's not so much card tricks as it is 
you know, witchcraft, I guess, you could say. Oh, it's witchcraft kind of magic, that, that kind of deal? Yeah, it's like the, uh, you know, the kind of the kind of magic where, you know, your pointy hats and, uh, you know, basically actually just meditation uh, and lots of trips to Michael's, the uh, craft store. Uh, more <laughs> okay. I actually get it. Uh, Wicked kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah, Wiccan kind of stuff, pagan kind of stuff, you know, kind of earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, or stuff. Yeah. So I, a friend of mine who's uh, she's been she's like a psychic uh, a psychic witch I guess is what people would call her. She's the co-host, and uh, so we have a lot of fun talking about you know. But it's 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 mostly just about relationships. But uh, <laughs> but it's a fun it's a fun time. Oh, I want to hear about that. It's mostly about relationships. Like how, how well, do you approach the relationship deal? Yeah. Well, the uh, the co-host Angela Lovell's her name. She's uh, she's an author, and she's also been. Uh, practicing psychic for a long time, but she's lived seemingly so many lives, and then you know, obviously, you know, has had past life regressions and all this kind of stuff. So, uh, not to mention just this lifetime, but uh, she's she's had a very a very wild ride when it comes to her relationships with men. And you know, I'm in my early 40s, and I've never been married, uh, don't have any kids, so it comes up a lot. Uh, you know, our failure, a lot of failures in relationships and things, uh, you know, wanting to, talking about whether or not we want to have kids. Like, I want to have kids. She does not. Um, we're not together, so that works out. But uh, the, you know, I don't know. The older you get, it seems like the more you realize, like, oh, I'm going to be gone. I need a, a version of myself to, uh, you know, to carry on. the. Uh, you know how people always talk about uh, they want their kids to live out their unfulfilled dreams? Well, it's mm-hmm. like, well, I just want a kid to, like, you know, follow in my footsteps. I need somebody to to inherit my pile of nothing that I'm leaving behind. Uh, as far as like, you know, because comedy is not really. It's kind of a luxury to do stand up comedy. Uh, so it's not like I'm necessary in society. I'd be left outside the cave if we were rebuilding. I mean, a doctor can be a little bit funny. You know, he gets inside the cave. <laughs> yeah. I can't be a little bit doctor. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, now, they, what, they, what's the thing you they, said? They, you said. Oh, sorry Go about ahead, that. Sir. Yeah, the, yeah. They say. Well, the reason I, I talk about like you know being a luxury is because you know, like I said, a doctor can be a little bit funny, but uh, you know, they say laughter is the best medicine. You always hear people saying that, and but I mean, I yep. don't think anybody really wants to put that to the test. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, what's the matter? Your appendix is bursting. Get over here. I got some. <laughs> you know, I got some uh, knock knock jokes. You know, it's like that person is that person's not going to make it. But um, but it, there's. There does seem to be. I drank a lot of coffee this morning. I'm out on the West Coast right now, so I'm a little jacked up. Okay, well, yeah, that works. That Magic to uh, being single, not having kids, but uh, there does seem to be like a really resurgence in the magic, in uh, like Wicca and uh, you know pagans, if you want to call them that. So I think uh, we. <laughs> excuse me. I've been doing that podcast for about a year, and it seems to be. Uh, you know, really resonating with people, uh, especially specifically women. I think it's a it's a great way for women to feel empowered. All of these years is they've secretly been mm-hmm. practicing magic, whether uh, you know whether the men realized it or not. Um, so yeah, it's but yeah, like I said earlier, we usually devolve our conversations from you know whether or not we're talking about meditating on the full moon into uh, you know why I have to uh, you know uh, get off it get off of tinder and you know it's it it doesn't seem to be you know really any middle ground between the way everything kind of affects each other god i don't know if i could go on yeah i've been married a long time and my wife's on the show as a matter of fact but um i don't know if i could go on tinder then that seems dangerous to me is it not dangerous (laughs) yeah it it is dangerous i mean because people like you know i mean it's like we've reduced ourselves to like a split second decision now, right? Uh, or, right. or each other of like physical uh, physical looks. Um, you know, it's it, it is kind of a uh, you know. If you notice, I don't know if you've noticed this, but it feels like people have a hard time talking to each other now in public, um, like oh, yeah. communicating, actually using their words um, because they can't double tap and swipe each other's faces. Uh, like at a coffee shop. Um, <laughs> no, have you ever? At least they shouldn't. 
Yeah, it's like I was at a uh, a restaurant bar the other night with some friends of mine. There was something going on outside, and we were like on the twentieth floor. Something was going on outside on the street, and a friend of mine actually tried to pinch the window to zoom in. Uh, and it's just like without even realizing, oh he took his hand, oh tried to pinch, like oh. you know, zoom. and I was just like, oh man, like the robots won. You know, I mean, we, uh, you know, we're definitely. You know, we've, we've so accustomed to that. I had a dude try to uh, start a conversation with me at a coffee shop the other day, um, which he was holding the door open for me, which is, you know, not the craziest thing that's ever happened. But then mm-hmm. he, as he was holding the door, I said, thank you. I'm locked and loaded with that. So I say, thank you. And he goes, so how's your day going today? And I don't know what happens to you when a stranger tries to start a conversation <laughs> unexpectedly in public, but my, my whole body shuts down. <laughs> Like, I just start making, like, <laughs> monkey noises. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. like I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like, it really shook me. But I think that's just, like, a, an indication of how, like, disconnected we've become from one another, even though we're more connected than ever in technology. But Tinder's a good example of that. Like, people don't know how to be a person anymore. Mm. You know, Ryan, I've been talking about that. I, I do a morning show as well, and on this show, uh, I've been talking about that. I think people are getting more and more and more like automatons because of video uh, games because of all because of digital digital is hurting us more than it's helping us in my opinion yeah i would agree with that uh i think eventually it's my hope anyway that we'll like crescendo and there'll be a crash and love it uh, you know just like it's just like people love vinyl records again um yep. i think eventually it's going to be hip or cool to actually talk to a person and, and you know and actually you know face to face those are going to be the new hipsters oh i'm going to go meet someone and have a conversation with them oh it's like oh you're such a hipster um but it is <laughs> well, you know it's like you're so old school oh that's i like that about you you know it's uh i don't know it's tough to keep up with all the technology and i do think you're right about that um i you know and Stephen Hawking, before he died, said, you know, you know, singularity, the robots, and all that kind of stuff, that's going to be the death of us all. And then you it have... It is. Yeah. And then you have Elon Musk, who's, you know, got his own space company. He's saying, you know, that uh, I think it was like a year and a half ago, he came out and said that it's like a one in a billion chance we're not living in a computer simulation, and we've now figured it out. And then Stephen Hawking's like, hey, when the robots wake up, <laughs> in singularity... Uh, it's bad news for humans because they're going to know the robots. And Elon Musk is like, "Dude, we're in a computer." And Stephen Hawking's like, "Dude, the computers are just gonna, the robots are going to know their computers." And over here, Steve, Elon Musk is like, "Dude, we're computer." It's like, man, maybe we're the robots. And it's maybe. like, I mean, I don't think it's ever going to be that funny, but like, people need to hear it. You know what I mean? It's like, what if we're the robots we've been worried about this whole time? I need to, I need to find John Connor. Basically, is what it boils down to. We need to talk. We need to have a conversation with his mom. You know, it's amazing to me what I found out, Ryan, and this is absolutely true because I work with a lot of people that contribute a lot of things like stories, this, that, and the other thing, or if I read a lot of, uh, you know, commercials live, and because you don't get likes or smiley faces to finish your work, no one ever finishes their work anymore. It's really weird. You know, they'll oh, give you a wow. script that's not finished. It's like, really? Just finish your work. And I honestly got things because there's no reward at the end of it. Like, you get immediately rewarded on, on digital, where if you're just typing up a, a, a commercial, you don't. Well, and I, I think mean, it bothers the hell out of them. From a purely biological standpoint, you know, if I post a picture of my cat on Facebook, I'm going to get a bunch of likes and stuff, which if yes. I chose to... Uh, accept it that way would be basically be an effortless dopamine rush. You well, know, I the, get acceptance mm-hmm. from my peers for doing no effort. Well, we're in the age of instant gratification. Exactly. It's instant gratification. Whereas if I do work, you know, at the most, I'm going to get a paycheck in a couple weeks or something And like nobody that. cares right. about money yep. anymore. Yeah. So it's, I think it's, Ooh. it has something to do with people interpreting social media likes as something that matters like it's fine exactly to get likes, what I'm saying but you have to understand that they don't mean anything you know right, right yeah they really I mean it's almost like you know it's the same thing when people say money is a social construct and it's not worth anything 
but yet people's lives are devoted to the accumulation of it. Um, and oh, now it's God, like this, yeah. new, it's this new form of currency, uh, but it's even more than that. It, it, you know, it really, so, I mean, listen, I, I don't really feel like I'm in a great position to talk about the negative effects of instant gratification. Uh, <laughs> considering my, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my career is stand-up comedy. Uh, which is the entertainment version of instant gratification. I mean, being a stand-up is, is so amazing because you don't have to be a screenwriter and wait for a year and a half by the time you finish the script to see if people like it or to right. be an actor to wait uh, not as long but still pretty long to see if people enjoy that. Like, I know immediately through reaction, whether it's on this show or whether it's at the shows I'm doing this weekend, like, I know, boom, I know if this, if this is resonating. So I'm kind of an instant gratification junkie in that way. So I do understand. I try, oh, it, yeah, it, it makes you wonder, like, where does it all, where does it all lead to? And uh, it, it is kind of a scary thought sometimes, but, in, you know, just the idea of putting down your phone for 24 hours uh, makes people freak out. Uh, oh, God, so, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and it's like, you know, and I don't know all the science about, like, the dopamine and all that kind of stuff, but, you know, when you start reading stories about how they built the apps to look like, mm-hmm. you know, slot machines or, you know, to have yep. the same effect yep. that slot machines have, and, like, you have to pull down to refresh. Oh, did I hit the did I hit the three sevens on yeah. this time? Does that red light right. pop up? It's like, oh, man, it's, it's really scary. I think it is. People, you can reach out to Ryan Singer, ryansingercomedy.com, on Facebook, uh, uh, facebook.com slash events slash Ryan Singer, podcast, me and Paranormal You, and this is where the magic happens. Try to slog through, Ryan. Try to slog through. That's all I can say. <laughs> right? You know, we're going to try to make it through this digital world and uh, retain as much humanity as possible, hopefully. Uh, and the best way to do that is to go see a live comedy show and and laugh with other human beings in the same room. I mean, talk about feeling connected to other people. Uh, that's where the juice is for me. So, uh, so I appreciate you guys uh, having me on this morning. Absolutely. Now, where do you do most of your appearances in comedy? All over the country? Uh, yeah, I'm traveling. This year I'm going to be traveling less than usual. But, you know, I'll, I'll go to the Midwest, the Southeast, uh, you know, out West. Um, you know, usually comedy clubs, uh, although the last couple of years, a lot of, uh, like, one-nighter type of venues with uh, local comedy scenes will put on their own shows and oh, alternative okay. venues. So, you know, I pop into those places a lot as well. Like, it could be a well, random me... brewery. Right. Well, let us know when you're going to head to the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. Oh, I'll be there, actually, uh, tomorrow and Saturday at the Comedy Corner Underground uh, doing two oh, shows. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Yeah, so I'll be there... Uh, one show Friday, two shows Saturday. Uh, I even bought long johns. You know how hard it is to find long johns in Los Angeles. Like, <laughs> well, that's kind of <laughs> difficult. Yes, I do understand. That. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to be prepared. Uh, yeah, so fifteen oh one Washington. Yeah, it's fifteen oh one Washington Avenue South. That'll be wonderful. Thanks, Ryan. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate Have a good it. Day, Have a good rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Okay. You too. Bye. Best of the Tom Bernard podcast. I were king of the forest, not queen, not duke, not prince. My regal robes of the forest. That was Ryan Singer talking a little druid magic. Coming up next, closing out the show. We're opening up the old vault. All the way back to episode 226 with Paul Morrissey. And the sparrow would take we Our special guest, Paul Morrissey. Paul. Yay. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Was telling me that I'm stupid because I don't have a Mac. I already heard that. <laughs> I don't think the word stupid came out. Well, yeah. yeah, that maybe didn't come up. You might be right about that. But yeah. So we get here. It's Thursday, right? Yes, yes it is. You are correct. 
Unless it's another day that you're listening, then it's whatever day you want well, it to be. that's true. Yes. Okay, Mr. Podcast, settle down. <laughs> What's the name of your podcast? The Alley Oop Podcast. And who's on it? Uh, we've had Jim Gaffigan, Larry Miller, Kid from Kid and Play. The rap duo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Jeff Cesario. Cesario. He's a good guest. Yeah, he's great. I've known Cesario forever. Yeah, he's a, he's one of those guys that are, I like that he's he's had a little bit of uh, success in all these different types mm-hmm. of things. You know, he wrote great writer. Jack Frost. Yes, he did. The screenplay. Mm-hmm. And then he was an Emmy Award winning writer on, <coughs> was it Dennis Miller? And yeah. the Larry Sanders show. Dennis Miller, Larry Sanders, absolutely. And then the marriage ref with my buddy Tom Papa. Tom Papa, marriage ref. Ellen Rackerton was the uh, executive producer of that show. A yeah. Minnesota woman. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she's from Minnesota. Yeah. You know, actually, Cesario, I'm talking to him. When did Jack Frost come out? Like 15 years ago, 12 oh, yeah, years ago? Oh, it's been a while because that it's was like Michael years. Keaton. Michael it, Keaton, right. That might be 20. No, really? That would be. Andy, sense. movie Jack Frost. Starring Michael Keaton, who you know what I I have I have some things going on where and one of the things I would love to have Michael Keaton play uh, a role in this um, TV thing that I'm that I'm trying to put together. Uh, and because if you watch the other guys, the movie, the other guys, I don't know if you saw that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, he's amazing in it. Did you see when he's playing the police chief slash manager of Bed Bath and Beyond? <laughs> did, he, did he just kind of stop working for a while because he didn't want to work? You know, what? I don't know. I think I think he was like that uh, almost that Chevy Chase thing where he's like leading man. Yeah, and then and then when you start losing your hair a little bit and looking a little bit older, then maybe yeah. Tom Hanks gets those roles. Maybe yeah, maybe you're, yeah, you might be right about. I that. don't know if they just try to phase you out or whether uh, you can. I mean, Bill Murray obviously kept working, but he no, was never doing anything based on looks. Yeah, he was not a leading man. No, that's, <laughs> that's very very true. No question about that. Did you find out when it came out? Nineteen ninety eight. Oh, ninety eight. So okay. fifteen years yep. ago. That's so good. Years. So sixteen years ago, I get a call from Cesario, and he goes, "I'm writing this movie." And at the very beginning of the movie, there's a radio announcer. That's how the movie begins. Oh, he yeah. said, oh, yeah, right. He goes, yeah, we should talk about that. Maybe, you know, you could uh, like do that. I said, yeah, okay, well, let me know, whatever. Never heard back from I see the movie, and it's him doing the radio announcer <laughs> at the beginning. I said, okay, Cesario, Mr. Budget Cut. Uh, well, he likes doing that announcer voice, too. He does love doing that. Yeah, that's what I was talking to you about because I, yeah. I was a sports anchor, but I never had the announcer voice i don't feel like i never got a grasp of no, that but you don't get you don't want to do that anyway you know what i mean there you go all well i mean you travel a lot so you go town to town to town and you see these sports announcers and by the way you're you know, i mean you're from upstate new york mm-hmm. so but have you noticed that in new york city they have like the worst tv anchors and sports in the united, united states they're well, the worst they kind of it, it almost pays to be obnoxious because they want you to like you kind go. of kind of carve out your own niche but it's the only it's the only place where you can actually I, I'm sure Boston too maybe that having an accent like mm-hmm. that's the first thing you learn when you're broadcasters like right. how to speak clearly without get rid of it yeah yeah you just get rid of the accent once you start enunciating words fully <laughs> you know what no, I mean well, it's true yeah it's very and these true. New York guys just talk like they're they're hanging out in Staten Island at the racetrack it's so funny <laughs> well the sports guys do yeah absolutely yeah. and the weather guys. They do it, too. The, the news anchors, for some reason in New York, they all talk like this. Right, right. It's time for the news. It's like, what? Yeah. It's like some wacky guy in you know, some small town somewhere. And it was always funny. Like, there was two guys. One guy was like, he he was one of the funniest guys I ever met. And he he ended up being, he's a, he's a news anchor right now in Philadelphia. And the whole thing is like a complete act. Like if he's just playing the part of a of a news anchor, oh, and it's funny. the funniest thing. And then there was another guy that I work with who was who was a a uh, a very uh, effeminate homosexual, and uh, would talk in a very high uh, effeminate voice mm-hmm. everywhere else. And then as soon as he's on the air, he could do that. So well, there you go. Because <laughs> it's acting. I mean, as you know, it's just. They're not. It's not real. It's it's acting. Playing that role, yeah. They're just playing a role exactly. So you grew up in where? Oswego. It's actually called Owego, New York. Oh, we Owego. Yeah, there Oswego is, is a different. It, there's an know, Oswego. There's a college there. Right. 
In, a, in Oswego, to, that's right. That's where I think Seinfeld actually went to school for a year. He went to college for a year in Oswego. But that's um, – I used to do a joke about it. We'll, we'll do regional humor because I'm from – Oswego's a couple hours south. And it, and people are like, oh, oh, aren't you from Oswego? I was like, no, I know where I live. I get my mail and everything. You know? Yeah, it gets delivered to the house. <laughs> and they would say, well, it's close to Oswego then, right? Like the map's arranged in alphabetical order. <laughs> like Albany's right next to Buffalo. It's the Dewey Decimal System. Yeah, it all works out. The You know, it's really interesting. Well, you and I talked this morning. Um, and you were talking about being friends with Ari Shafir, who's one of my favorite people in the world. Yeah. When he was here, he tried to get talk me into taking him to Hugo, Minnesota, which is about a 45-minute drive because uh-huh. he wanted to buy bratwurst with gummy bears in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a true story. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said, first of all, he was at Yeshiva. He was studying to be a rabbi yeah, yeah. In, in Israel. And then all of a sudden, one day, you decide, no, I don't want to do this. I'm going to go the like 180 degrees away from that. Right, right. What? But anyway, uh, sitting down with you now and looking at you now, I could have told you you were a friend of Ari's and Joey Diaz before you even told me that. Oh, yeah? Because you guys can't get your eyes open. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, you uh, go, no, no, no. I know. You, you told me already this morning. Yeah, we're complete opposites, but I, I like that Ari has his own rules that he lives by, but they don't make any sense. Like mm, That's true. Like he had, I don't know if he told the story. One of his stories was he he transferred to Maryland to be a journalism mm-hmm. yes. major, and he he said he would only graduate and be a journalism major if he never lied. That's that was his thing that he was mm-hmm. just living by personally. Mm-hmm. But then he had to take a typing test and he couldn't pass the test like words per minute. He just couldn't do it. So he had another guy take the test for him. Really. So then when they asked him if he was if he cheated on it. If he said, if he said no, then he'd be lying. Then he'd lose on his own personal right. rules. But then if he said yes, he would get kicked out of the program by the actual right. program. And so he couldn't lie, and he said that he didn't. He didn't take it, and then he got kicked he out of it. <laughs> and I mean, honestly, God, it's kind of how he he's is. failing on his own rules. Uh, you know, it's unbelievable. But he moved to New York. He just moved to New York. No, and why then, did he do that? That's so weird that he did that. Well, I'll tell you, he is a guy who. The old school comedy store was, there's Mitzi Shore there, and this is the woman that's going to make your career, make right. or break you, and and she's telling you exactly who's going to be famous and keeping mm-hmm. a gatekeeper, as they say, and that just doesn't exist anymore, you know? He, he, Not at all? I mean, Ari was basically in charge of the comedy store for a couple of years there. Cause, yeah, really? She, yeah, she's not... I never talked to him about that. So she's not involved in it. So a lot of these guys, it took them five or six years to, like, you know, they wait in line for Mitzi, and then they kind of mm-hmm. just realize that you don't need the one person to tell you anymore. Just do comedy. So I think when he started getting, you know, a following, he just wanted to do new stages and just get on stage as much as possible. So I know I just talked to him and he, he went on stage like nine times in a weekend and he's just really excited about being able to get as much stage time as possible. So it seems good for him right now because it's the perfect time. I was there, I went to his, his taping of his special in New York and, um, and then he's kind of worked his way into all the clubs. And so it's perfect for him just to keep developing the act. Because, you know, we talked about, you know, I toured with Gaffigan and I, I, I right. toured with Tom Papa. And those are guys that they work in New York specifically to build up a new hour right. of material. And, and obviously Louis C.K. too. That's that's the one place where you can just keep keep developing a huge amount of material. And so every year you'll have a new show for people to come out and see. So. Oh, by the way, uh, Paul, my wife Catherine just got here yes, because hello. she decides to show up when she feels like it. We're both very multicolored today, Mom. I had a setback. What do you mean you had a setback? Oh, I wrote a sympathy card out for Lisa and I fell apart. Oh, God. We had a friend that died yesterday. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. Are you a reader? Horrible. A reader? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, you think I said breeder? Are you a, <laughs> Are you a breeder? breeder? No, I thought you wanted me to read something at the funeral. Or something. <laughs> I was kind of torn. He, uh, I know we're awkward. close, but I don't, know. I don't really Maybe. know the family. He's Does an, it pay? An author based out of Minnesota, a guy named Vince Flynn. He's a, oh, yeah. Okay. You know Vince? Yeah. Vince I, is a very close Yeah, family. I saw that he passed away. He was, he was young, right? 47. 47. Wow. Yep. But, uh, yeah, we're very, very close friends. So Catherine is not... <laughs> I'm not happy about this. She's yeah. not had a great couple of days. Yeah, we had a few. Well, I mean, it was 
it was kind of not expected, right? Or no? Well, I know he's been battling it for a couple of years. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. But um, I didn't really. I guess you just hold out hope. Yeah. Well, you did fall apart. Shut up! <laughs> Don't look Shut at me. Well, the thing is, it was very sudden home. for yeah. what it was. Because, I mean, normally there's the slow deterioration, but, mm-hmm. yeah, here he just, like, he got sick, and the doctor said, well, you have anywhere from, what, did they say, a few weeks to a few months? Yeah. yeah. And then it turned out to be, like, three days. Mm-hmm. So. Oh. That's, t- uh, it's tough, because, I mean... I, what? When did that happen? What? He was diagnosed with prostate cancer three years yeah, ago. Yeah, but Dad said, Dad said that he had anywhere from a few weeks to a few months ago, I mean, like, uh, what, three, four days ago? Uh, you, well, he's been I, saying I just, that since he was diagnosed. Yeah, but I, see, people would call and say, uh, you know, how long how long does Vince have? Mm-hmm. And so you don't, you know, you really don't want to say, well, he's only got a couple of days to oh, live, and then he so lives another week. So I just kind of said, well, he's got anywhere for a couple of days to a couple of months. Uh, yeah, because yeah, you don't want to like pre- you don't like pre- want to predict someone's death. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like ugh. especially with that. I mean, my my mother is an oncology nurse, and my brother's oh. literally <laughs> a Really? Like the cure for cancer. Like he was one of the Your first. Your brother is a cure for cancer. Like he, yeah, he's the first one of the first guys to do like uh, all the um like the cervical and ovarian cancer. Like he he worked at Sloan Kettering when oh, the first okay. guy developed all that stuff. Really? So he he went to Columbia and then uh, he did all his fellowships and he he does that surgery every day and it's it's crazy. You That's know? amazing. So did you go to college? Yeah, I went to well Binghamton University. Binghamton University. Yeah. There it is. Basketball stuff. And then. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I, th- we were just talking about this with uh, my young uh, uh, friend from the club. She my was... young friend from the club. <laughs> we're not going to name her. Sorry. Well, I don't know head, if she wants to be out This, on this girl I know. <laughs> <laughs> this young Jamie. Woman. Sitting next to me. Um, Jamie, who you said that did a good job finding, yes, the, finding the podcast. Yay. She used traditional maps printed out. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since I've done that. So, which, which probably is worse than texting, right? Actually reading a map while you're driving? Probably worse for you, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Well, I don't know if you can take it, people for that. That's all right. But, yeah, we were just talking about, because I think I had, well, I went to college, and then I was a TV reporter and a sports mm-hmm. anchor, and then and I that started. Was, that was in Sacramento, you said? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Chico, Chico, Sacramento. Chico, yeah, I yeah. covered Aaron Rodgers in high school, high Ooh, school football. You go. God, don't bring up that name. <laughs> and then, uh. <laughs> Also, I covered the, uh, who's the guy, the Wizenator? He played for the Vikings, oh, right? Ontario our, oh, Smith. Ontario yeah. Smith. Unbelievable <laughs> high school football player. <laughs> the Wizenator. Forgot yeah. about all that. That's funny. Uh, so, so, Paul, you should tell uh, Andy and Alex and Catherine and Jamie probably doesn't know this either, but uh, show, tell them about the highlights you used to play in Sacramento. Oh, <laughs> well, he's, he's from Owego, New York. So okay. I was—I'm a huge sports fan, but I didn't know that you were supposed to show like highlights that people in that area liked. So it was very—you know—they wanted the San Francisco Giants and and Forty Niners and Raiders, and so I was a New York fan. So I would show Yankee highlights oh, and Giants that must highlights. Have gone over big. <laughs> Did it like, take you long to figure that out? <laughs> well, it was funny because my first—the first half of my job was. They wanted me to cover news, and this is Chico, California, where nothing happens. There's no news. Right. So if, unless you want to have a car accident on purpose, there's nothing. <laughs> they would literally say three stories. So there was one day where it was like, you know, this is how long ago it was the Titanic movie came out, and we just start interviewing people who Saw were, going, <laughs> were going in the movie. I was like, hey, why, why? what's so big about this movie? And they're like, oh, I saw it yesterday. I'm going to see it tomorrow. I was like, you know the boat sinks, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's nice of you. And I would do this at like a regular news station. It was like the Daily Show before the Daily Show, kind of. So didn't they like that? No. Well, my news director liked it, but my general manager did not like oh, it. Oh, God. And then I got, I basically got promoted through failure. They just didn't want me to do news stories anymore. So promoted they, through failure. So they promoted me to Weekend Sports Anchor. So then the first one, they had this graphic, and you've seen the cheesy graphics when they say, now sports with Paul Morrissey, and they have the guy kind of like spinning around. I think they they did it with the Kevin Nealon Saturday Live. Where yeah, they oh, yes, yeah. Absolutely. So Absolutely. they literally had that, and then when they came to me, I would just be in a chair like this, and I'd just still be spinning around like that. <laughs> 
And so the the owner called me and he's like, "Hey, I spent you know fifteen thousand dollars on those graphics, and then you just made fun of them." And oh my god! So, <laughs> so it was kind of a, I felt like my days were limited in a, in traditional news. So I ended up getting into comedy in Sacramento, and um, the woman who's it's basically you know people talk about taking classes or open mics. Uh, <laughs> She ended up being like the head writer on the Ellen DeGeneres show for about oh, really? ten years, and all the all the guys from this little open mic ended up being TV writers and working on shows and Jesus. stuff. And so, but I actually moved to New York City, got my master's in in uh, education at NYU. Just so you know, you did, yeah. And you uh, know, honestly, got you know, God bless him, Greg Giraldo. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, Paul Mercurio. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he got like a Georgetown law degree. Yeah, Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. Another guy. I mean, all these guys. All these idiots. You guys got these massive. <laughs> yeah, all these idiots. But you get all these fantastic degrees and you go, ah, nah, you know what? I don't want to do that. I, I've decided not to do that. Well, it's not decided. It's like, it's. Not, I can't even de- describe if it's a backup plan. Literally, it was the only way that I could afford to live in New York City was to take out <laughs> loans for school. Oh, and well, see, that's, that's smart. True. So, so I got my master's in a year and a half. So I finished all that, and then I taught school during the day and just did comedy every night on the weekends. And so the time went by like that. And mm. then, and then after that, I moved to LA. And by the time I moved to LA, I'd been working with Gaffigan and. And I was pretty good, but nobody knew who I was. So that's how you know I got in the HBO festival. I got in Ferguson. Right. So kind of all that stuff happened just because I was you know doing the school and and all that instead of like really pursuing comedy as like I want to get famous type of deal. Just get good at it first. You know what I mean? Now, how did you get to know Jim Gaffigan? Uh, we worked at the DC Improv together, <laughs> and then uh, I remember him saying, "Actually, we we talked about this on my." podcast the first time i ever did a show with him is there's a place called the boston comedy club and um the show monday night show a buddy of mine used to run it ed helms yeah okay yeah who is a movie star now which is funny to say andy bernard that's his name is andy Bernard. (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious (laughs) his name is andy bernard it was bizarre and ed was a guy who you know i was already doing like featuring on the road and stuff like that and he's like how do i get road work how do i do this really yeah hangover three three movies yeah he's done all three all three of the hangovers the office everything i mean and that's rapids yeah and that's the guy that uh because i always i don't like even with Gaffigan, it is kind of not amazing because he is one of the best. But he it's is. like, oh, yeah, it's so is. great that we were just talking about this. Like he was never a guy that wanted, you know, people eating nachos and like ordering stuff during <laughs> right. this act that he's worked so hard. Just just sit in a theater and listen to me. That's all he ever mm-hmm. wanted. Now he has that. So I'm ho- so happy that he has that. And so, you know, but it's pretty great that he's he's as famous as he is. And, no doubt about it. And all that stuff. But then when you talk to him, he's like, how about Ed Helms? Like, to him, <laughs> it's even like, holy cow. Did you ever think this guy? And oh, it's like an Ed's super talented, too, but, you know, movie star. I mean, nobody right. nobody knows. And there's no... I didn't meet Tom Cruise when we were younger. And Oh, yeah. He's going to be famous. You know, Paul, you should get into movies with me. And, yeah, you know... The thing about Gaffigan that I, that I really enjoy so much, because Paul and I were talking about the fact that Jim d- d- uh, direct messaged me to see if he could be on the podcast or whatever. But, God, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, something like that, Jim was going to come to town and do, Jamie, do you, how long? Two years. Two years. He was at, I think, the State Theater or the Orpheum Theater. Remember, like, five, ten years ago, something like that, Jim, Jim was, it uh, doesn't matter. I think, he was at the or- I think he was at the Orpheum Theater, mm-hmm. downtown Minneapolis. And then he came on the KQ Morning Show, the show you were on this morning. And he's, he, he, they held him over for three more shows because he sold out four shows at yeah. the Orpheum instead of just the one. And he never forgot that. Wow. As a matter of fact, Andy and Alex went backstage and talked to him a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Andy, do you still have your poster? Um, 
Where is it? I have no idea. It's your back, poster. Th- we were. Oh, I'm. It's probably at your house because we were living there. Oh, at the no, time. we weren't. So in other words, he doesn't know. Were we? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Oh, we there he yeah. is. He has no idea. We were. He's not, not sure. A yeah. good thing to decorate the office with. <laughs> in any case, you know, Jim autographs a, a poster for Andy saying, "I'm glad to see you're out of jail," and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And he never forgets that stuff. Yeah. He's amazing that way, and there are not many people like that. Yeah, he remembers he, it, all the the no's, you know what I mean? Because it's like you can either let that drive you crazy or you can just kind of – I mean, it, it is a little damaging to use it as fuel all the time because mm-hmm. you want it to be – but it is fear Fear of failure is a good, a good way, oh, yeah. <laughs> motivation, you know what I mean? Like I'm doing this show tonight and I'll work really hard because I don't want to – I don't want to suck. I don't want to not Absolutely. do well. It's and the and I guess the thing of not sucking is stronger than being incredible. I don't, I'm not sure. I heard Conan O'Brien say that too. It's just like that's that's it's the fear of failure that yeah. keeps us working so it's, hard. Well, especially if you're if you're doing live comedy, you are exposed, man. I yeah. Mean, people don't. I don't think they really know that you're just out there, and if you fail, you really know you failed. Right. Right. There's. I mean, it's like being a hockey goalie, kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if they you get scored on, the red light goes on, and everybody goes, you suck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it just everybody knows that. And it's the preparation of, I mean, and, and just playing basketball, you know, you can practice shooting all day and, you know, be a 90% foul shooter, and it, during the game you might miss a couple. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Ray Allen misses a couple, and there's nothing you can really do, and that's the same with the shows. You know, you can do a million shows, and... There can be just one that just out of nowhere can just go terribly wrong. And Does that happen to you anymore, though? That doesn't happen anymore, any longer, I wouldn't think. Once in a great while, there'll be like a, you know, there was there's a club that I play in, it, and it's mostly due to like, you know, just the, the club not being, you know, just having just super drunk people and not having Amy, any control. And, and, of course, this club is great. It is. There was, there was a club that I played that, you know, this, you know, there's, there's two people that literally got arrested at the bar upstairs after the show. <laughs> they were too drunk for a bar. That's how. That's <laughs> drunk. That's bad. But in yeah, the show, she's like, hey, can I ask you a question, like, in the middle of the show? And I kind of always approach it like, all right, I'll let you dig your own hole. I don't ever get <laughs> right. agitated. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, the questions are after the show. I'm kind of in the middle of something right now. <laughs> and then she's like, well, I'm going to ask you anyway. And then, of course, she says something about like, oh, that bit you're talking about holding hands. I still hold hands. And then she just stops and I'm just like. Is there going to be a, a funny part at the end of this? Because that's what I have to do. It's tougher than it looks, doesn't it? And then, <laughs> then, of course, everybody claps, and then she right. shuts up, and she basically kind of dug her own hole there. So it's like, you know, but it still can go horribly wrong where people just get really upset. You know, I've seen I've seen it go wrong where, you know, people just really start yelling at oh, a heckler or whatever, and it's just like, it's not going to help this. It's no. not, you know. But no, it might help if they're, if they're the kind of drunk that laughs really loud yeah. at every <laughs> yeah, you know, gets the crowd motivated. As long as you don't comment on every. <laughs> I brought this up a few times. I went, went to see Bobby Slayton about a month ago, uh-huh. and the guy sitting right behind me had to comment on every joke. Oh, yeah, he's just oh, a dick, though. God, he's just a dick. So annoying. That yeah. drives me crazy. Uh, my, it's my sister's. Like, oh, yeah, every up. joke that I mean, he wouldn't even let him finish a sentence without trying to interject something oh that he thought was funnier. It was horrible. That's like with a person. You ever, you ever? Uh, well, you're married, obviously, but if you date somebody that like talks during the show. I don't know about oh, you that's guys. That's got to be you guys. Are, oh my like, God, who was that? I had a friend who did that, and I stopped going to things with her. <clears> I literally <throat> I could not go to anything with her. Movie, a, sh- a comedy yeah. thing, because she just me, 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 me. I'm like, I'm trying, she would what are we doing here? on everything? Always talking. Oh, God, I'd hate that. I just stopped attending anything. I'm like, no, I can't go. And, the, no. and there'll be some stuff where it's like it's pertaining to the the actual show, but then it'll be like something completely not... Not related to it at all. I was like, yeah. are we watching this show or are we going to talk about uh, what you bought at the store? Exactly. <laughs> well, you were talking earlier about, you know, the house comedy. It's a great club. Uh-huh. You get arrested for being too drunk in a bar. Jamie, were you, were you, did you drive Orny Adams in when he did the uh, podcast a few months ago? No, I didn't drive him. We were out of town, so that's why I didn't know if it was you or not. But uh, this is a true story. Mm-hmm. So Orny's at house comedy. While I'm interviewing him. I talked to him. Well, look who's here finally. 
Way to show up. We're not even on live. We were going to call. We were going to call Ari Shafir, but you didn't show up, so we blew it off. <laughs> way to go. We should still call Ari. Oh wait, that's not true. Ari just texted me back. <laughs> oh, did he? Tell him we're going to tell him we're going to call him. He asked what picture you're talking about. He said, "What was it of his cock?" That's okay, Ari. That would be. Oh, am go. I allowed to say that on here? Yes, yes mm-hmm. you are. Okay. Oh, Is any shellfish lately? Over your ears, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, way to go, Jamie. Anyway, so. I'm talking to, you know, I'm talking to Arnie. We're having a great time all over. And I don't know even how it came up because it was a situation like that. Well, you know, the club, something happens once in a while. I said, well, it's not as bad. And I cannot remember who was there that first night. Uh, one of the comedians was sitting down having, because they have great food there mm-hmm. at the house comedy. And he's having his, like, early dinner. And there's a guy sitting next to him, and he's finishing his late lunch or whatever. Mm-hmm. The guy gets up, goes out, and jumps off the fifth floor of the parking lot. You know where it is, Oh, right? my gosh. And kills himself. Really? And I'm telling Orny this, right? And he, so he's going, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> While I was telling him that, another guy did it on the, on the other side of the parking lot. He jumped. It was. Did you know? Not know that? I did. I, didn't I did that. not know that. Oh, you didn't? No. When did While this happen? We were talking to, remember we were talking to Orny about that? Yeah, that was back. This would have been like, five months ago. Yeah, it was like February. while we were yeah, talking, yeah, it was about February. That's right. While I'm talking to Arnie about it, another guy jumped and killed himself. I was like, "Whoa, that is isn't that bizarre? That's crazy." And where so, were you guys? We were in Florida. Oh, okay. We were in. He was at our house. Oh, okay. Which is where the podcast used to be. I thought well, they no, were- or was it here by then? Was it here? I don't think it was here. It was at our house, right? I'm pretty sure. No, we weren't here in February. So Ornie was at our house, and we were in Florida uh-huh. doing a podcast. And so Ornie, since so basically, what I'm trying to tell you is, while we're talking, a guy's getting thrown out of the Mall of America for being too drunk, probably, uh-huh. and it'll be your fault. I just want you to know. <laughs> it'll be all your fault. I think the most surprising part of that story is that Ornie Adams was at your house. Yeah, well, we weren't there. You have to remember that. Yeah, it was that that was a weird deal? I'll, I'll tell you honestly. Uh, we moved here in what the end of March. Is that yeah, right? I think so. Yeah. But these guys would come to the house. Mm. Oh, everybody would just come to the house and do the podcast. And it was so b- bizarre to have these people in your house. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, because most people, when, when you know, you tell them when you come do the podcast, it'd be great. They think you know you're going to go down into somebody's basement in this mm-hmm. little thing and. Like you know. your podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've only done like one ad. Well, that's the thing is I try to get guys that are famous. So like Cesario, I went to mm-hmm. the Russell Brand studio to interview him. But then uh, the guy from the Ferguson show, the guy who does the robot, right? he's like, my gym's right by your place. So then we just did it at my place. What's so it wrong is, with that? But it is a little weird just having like... It is. Okay, let me make sure my laundry yeah. is, yeah. uh, <laughs> is not here. Well, we asked Gerard Carmichael about that. He was one of, one of our very first podcasts. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he like number five or something? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. probably about right. So he's at the House Comedy. And so we called, and at that time he was probably twenty-four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what? We were saying he's a BFD now. Oh, because he's on the Goodwin Games. Yeah, well, well, he tours. He was opening yeah. for Daniel Tosh, yeah. right? Yeah, I heard that. So we called Gerard, and Gerard said, "You want to come over and do the uh, do the podcast?" He goes, "Absolutely. Yeah, it sounds good." So I think he took a taxi over, or Andy, did you picked him up. Uh, no, I drove him back. You drove him back. Okay. So we're done with the podcast. He comes over and we do the podcast, all the rest of it. And I said, I do have to ask you a question. So this, uh, you know, older white guy calls you up, never met him in your life and says, Hey, you want to come over to my house, the basement to a podcast? (laughs) You're like a 24 year old African-American kid. It's kind of odd that you said, yeah, okay, I'll do that. Well, it should be noted that he had to fill in for a guest that couldn't show up. Remember? So we had to call him like an hour in advance. It was literally an hour in advance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. He was Who such was a that good sport. that couldn't come? I can't remember. I remember so long ago. Oh, you know, it was Chris Cluey. Oh, was former, it? Former punter for the Vikings. Oh, we, yeah? We did eventually get him, though. Yes. Who now, by the way, is with the, uh, what, he's with Oakland, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Cluey's yeah. he's on with Oakland. I'm pretty sure. I thought you were a big sports fan. Bob. I am. I, I Pick was, up the, oh, it's got to be New York. I forgot. No, I was just studying kickers. I didn't know the whole Mike Vanderjack story either. Well, Vanderjack. That's the a, idiot kicker. That's an interesting story. You know story. about that? He, no. like, criticized Peyton Manning in the, uh, was it, AFC uh, championship. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then that's what uh, he, they interviewed Peyton Manning, and they're like, 
oh, I'm here for my third Pro Bowl in a row, and you guys are asking me about my idiot kicker. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, he's, he's like, he's like, and that's the sad part. He's a good kicker, but he's an idiot. <laughs> and it became like a famous thing. And he's literally like right. the highest percentage kicker in NFL history, and nobody wanted him. Huh. He like went to Canada. So I know <laughs> one of my one of my friends. I don't want to get too into the story because it hasn't been uh, it hasn't been uh, figured out yet. But they stole his Pro Bowl jersey from his uh, restaurant. Oh, oh no. God! And then returned it. Oh well. Oh, they returned it at least. But I didn't. Uh, but I didn't know the whole story about what a kind of douchebag this guy was. Not that he deserves <laughs> to get his Pro Bowl jersey stolen out of did his you, own restaurant. Did you take it? No, it wasn't okay. me. It was a friend. Paul Morrissey, ladies and gentlemen. Did you return it dry cleaned? <laughs> no. I don't think so. Yeah, it was. I think Edron James owns the restaurant too. It's like oh, in Florida yeah. or something. But, um, <laughs> but, but uh, hey, nice. the funniest part about that, I started that story. That this that little show we did Ed Helms' show where we met Gaffney. Oh yeah, yeah. So there's about eight people in this thing. It's like a seven o'clock show, one of these early shows in New York City, right across from NYU where I'm going to grad school. Yeah, and you so, already brought that up three times. And so it's Ed Helms, uh, <laughs> Judah Friedlander. I love Judah Friedlander. And then there's a guy who, just think about how genius this is, like 10 years ago, or or ridiculous. He did a character of Mark Cuban, before anyone knows who Mark Cuban is. <laughs> really? And he's just up there with a basketball complaining about the referees. <laughs> really? And I have no idea who it was, but it was hilarious. That's pretty amazing. Did he look like Mark Cuban? A little bit, but not, a, not enough. enough. He just sold it. He was just totally into it. And then and then Gaffigan did it. It was literally for like eight people. I was like, wow, that was a pretty good show for, <laughs> wow. for those. We for almost people. outnumbered God. them. <laughs> choice in the poll for these clips are the Packers, and I think it's an easy choice on another episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast, brought to you as always by Bradshaw and Bryant. Great clips this week. Jeff Ozer, Ryan Singer, and Paul Morrissey. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we will see you next week.